0: You're listening to the Veteran Etc. podcast, as there's always more to be said about a veteran. Join your host, Mike Kim, a veteran, ex monk, seasoned war trauma therapist, and writer, as he shares his years of research in veteran readjustment culture and the meaning of warrior life. Now, here's your host, Mike Kim.
1: Welcome. This is Veteran Etc., a show that is dedicated towards understanding not just veteran culture, but veteran readjustment culture. This has been a concept I have developed going back to the 90s in my work with veterans and those in the military. Your host, me, Mike Kim, I served in the military four different times, going back to 1986 and ending in 2009, and also holding hybrid federal missions, working with the military, extending to 2017. Since 2017, I have been focused on researching veteran life, military life, not just Active duty life, not just reserve life, not just life in the National Guard, but life after service. And looking at the nuances involved in the various narratives that circulate in our society that may join or conflict with the larger culture. Today, I present an audio essay just after Christmas, and this essay is focused on military and veteran Mentorship. Mentorship is an important ingredient, not just towards leadership and management, but it is important for the wellness of the warrior. The word mentor goes back to ancient Greece in its narratives of mythology. And the meaning is this according to the Webster's Dictionary, mentor is someone who is experienced and trusted to provide guidance. Notice I mentioned experienced and trusted. I think in our days, in and out of uniform, we've experienced hardships as well as moments of glory. We've also experienced sad moments. Today, I focus on mentorship because I think it's one of those things that can be useful as we approach 2023. And maybe we can ask ourselves, how can we be good mentors to others? And how have we been mentored in our lives? And maybe we can identify the mentors who've influenced us. But now let me go back to ancient Greece. And we find that mentorship is connected to mythological character by the name of mentor. Mentor was the guide to Odysseus' son. Odysseus went on his journey. He left his family, his wife Penelope, and his children. And it was in Odysseus to leave Telemachus' son to Mentor, a trusted and experienced friend. Notice I mentioned trusted and experienced. In other words, Odysseus didn't just leave his son to someone he just trusted without a level of competence, nor did he just leave his son to someone who had vast skill and experience. I think in our veteran journey, or when we look at our time wearing the uniform, I think it's important to identify those mentorship moments in our lives in uniform and those after wearing the uniform. What am I trying to point out? I'm trying to point out that while you have yourself, even with the greatest will, the greatest smarts, the greatest experience, even with buddies who are around you and have great experience and those who can be trusted, let us go deeper and see who are those close to us willing to provide trusted and experienced guidance? Who are those in our lives who gave of themselves to us when it was not all that convenient to do so. We've had the fortunate reality of having numerous mentors along the way. I can't name all of them, but some do stand out. One in particular is Pedro Munoz Donas. I had met Pedro as a young Coast Guard officer. He was part of my direct commission officer class in 1990. Pedro changed my life because he was also an officer who was older than most of the class. He had already been a Marine Corps officer and also graduated from a distinguished senior military college. He graduated from Texas A&M and was part of their Corps of Cadets. He was fit, he was skilled, He was experienced and he had the demeanor of an ideal officer. Everyone in our class admired him. After we completed the brief course, we went to our assignments. At that time, my mother was dying of cancer. And so the Coast Guard had given me a humanitarian assignment in Florida to be with her as she died. In that experience, I was alone because there were no junior officers in my unit. I had experienced a certain level of loneliness as I was grieving the death of my mother. And in that, periodically, I would hear from Pedro and he would share with me great advice. He was also coming from a place where he had experienced friction from his command. I experienced a lot of friction as well as some other classmates of mine, some other classmates from Norwich in particular, August Buhalus. I'm not sure about other Norwich personnel, but I know others had done really well in the Coast Guard and bravo to them. But I also noticed others who, like me and Pedro, had struggled with their commands. And these were personnel, who were accomplished prior to arriving to the Coast Guard. They were from Army infantry units, Marine Corps infantry units, they were warriors. So you had in the Coast Guard, in that experimental class, folks who had experienced the military as warriors prior to joining, and you had others who were not in combat arms, who did not have that experience. But nonetheless, we're still highly qualified. I think that throughout the years, looking back at that experience, I can honestly say that being mentored by Pedro and others, especially when I rejoined the military during the War on Terror, and then when I was in my hybrid position working with the military, I came across different people who resembled the spirit of Pedro. And what was in that? spirit. There was a giving that was free, that was expansive, that was deep. And it's quite ironic because Pedro and I, we've always admired the warrior life. And we knew we couldn't find that in the Coast Guard. And after time out of the Coast Guard, we both rejoined the military, but we rejoined to be warriors again. And I can honestly say that all of those transitions can be looked upon as taking in trustworthy and experienced guidance from Pedro because I was only 21 years old. And I remembered his words and I took those words throughout my journey. I also took on the words from Father David Pratt, who was my chaplain when I was in the Marines and had helped me with my calling towards becoming a Dominican friar monk in the future, as well as to help me in the bereavement process. Because when I was in the Coast Guard, there was no support for myself or my family during this difficult time. I don't say these words to blame anyone or to blame an institution. I just present reality. And that's a reality that you might have experienced as a civilian or as someone who was in the military. At times you're just left there without any support. And I would say that though I can mention many names, I go back to Pedro because I was swimming in dark waters and it was important to hear his words. It was important to keep my head up. And it also gave me the courage to pursue a whistleblower while I was in uniform. It was not a traditional whistleblower, but nonetheless, it was a whistleblower and it was effective in regards to mobilizing me to other things such as going to Yale for graduate school. As I think about Odysseus, I think about how Mentor played such a role in guiding Odysseus's son. I think about my son in the future. And as a father, I wonder how much of a good mentor I am. I know that Lance Armstrong did not have a strong father figure, and he relied much on Jeffrey Spencer, Dr. Jeffrey Spencer, as a mentor. And if you look at Dr. Spencer's life, you see that he himself came from a broken home and did not have a father present to help him. My father offered some mentorship my youth while being abandoned at a distance. I did receive mentorship from him, and that was helpful. And so I guess the calling for all of us is to try to find mentorship in many different ways. Ideally, as Jeff Spencer would say, find a corner man. And what is a corner man? Corner man in boxing is that person who's not fixing the cuts, he's not gauging your cardio levels, he's ultimately giving you a certain sense of wisdom in the ring as you're facing your opponent. He's getting you to look at the tactical reality that you're facing. He's also trying to inspire you, much like Mickey Goldmill was to Rocky in, in the fictional story movie, Rocky. It was interesting because in one of the different Rocky movies, you find Rocky Balboa reminiscing about his cornerman, his coach, his mentor, Mickey. And there's a scene, Mickey tells Rocky that he's there to protect him, to help him, but also to make sure that he's okay even after fighting, but to be effective, to be an effective fighter warrior outside of the ring. Ideally, finding a mentor who can help us in and out of the ring of life is tremendous. Recently, as I experience my doctoral proposal defense, I view my doctoral committee as not, well, they are not the enemy. They are not these critics that are trying to look down on my research. My committee served me by giving me candid, trusted, and experienced guidance about the research journey. And it was touching for me to receive that. When I Think about my work with veterans. I feel that outside of being a war trauma therapist and also director of the largest VA war trauma outpatient program in New York City, I took on the role of being a mentor, not just to the veterans who walked into my site, but to my clinical staff and to the administrative staff. I felt that my mission was to provide as much trusted and experienced guidance to those trying to accomplish the mission that I gave them that I was also a part of. And that was to heal veterans from war, as well as active duty members from the unseen wounds and injuries of war. And so I ask you, as you end 2022 and you pursue 2023, where have you been mentored in your life? This isn't an issue of wearing a uniform or not, though. I stress the uniform because mentorship, when it comes to the military, is so important. Why? Because it involves the lives of human beings. Errors can mean deaths. And that's why there is a call for higher level of ethics. And I believe that through mentorship, the military can improve. Veteran services can improve through mentorship. It's not just about medicine, medication, and treatment, but I believe mentorship is something important that's missing in a lot that has been going on today in the military and in the world of veteran affairs. So who have been those mentors in your life? How have you been a good mentor to others? And what are you doing to sharpen your skills, to sharpen your virtue? Because it's not an issue of just skills. It's an issue of the inner life of virtue as to how you present yourself towards those who you mentor. I wonder if folks like Tiger Woods or Bill Clinton or Donald Trump, and others who have had these broken experiences with mass media. I wonder how much mentorship they've received. I also have to question, how open are they towards mentorship? I feel that General Milley gets a lot of criticism for how he's leading and managing the military at this time. But as I look at his life and the way he communicates to military personnel and civilians and to Congress, and to the commander-in-chief, I sense that he is one who mentors effectively, and I see a person who is open to mentorship. Remember, in the 70s, the Navy went through a huge transition, as well as the Marine Corps, in regards to race relations. Many criticized Admiral Zumwalt for laying down policies that opened the military up towards bridging the gap of racism between White, Black, and and others in the military. If we look back at the different changes that he pursued, for example, he opened up in the Navy all the jobs, the rates, the, the military occupational specialties. And so if you were Latino, Black, or Asian, you were not just in the galley in kitchen services. You were able to compete for other jobs in the Navy. He also expanded the officer corps. And he did many different things to open up the Navy and also encourage the Marine Corps to open up. This took a lot of courage. And back then, there was a lot of heat towards Admiral Zumwalt. But now, objectively, we can see that he was on the right side of history. And he took on the experience and trusted advice of others because at that time it was the Vietnam war and and there was a lot of rebellion in the ranks very similar to the samurai rebellions going back to ancient japan and we did not in our country experience a violent rebellion and that shows the power of our democracy whether it's an issue of race or an issue involving the military budget for example looking at the money involved in funding the F-35 jet fighter project or nuclear weapons or manpower in the military. We're looking at many different issues where we've got to be open to trusted and experienced mentors. If it comes down to veteran readjustment, it's important that we look at those who made a change and who mentored others effectively. Like Senator Max Cleland, who set the stage when he was Secretary of the VA to change the ways of the VA to serve veterans, starting with Vietnam veterans during the 80s. And that has continued. The VA has not been perfect, but in many ways we can say that the VA, much like the military, is part of that experiment in democracy, in American democracy. And I wonder if mentorship is also a part of that experience as well as the great American experiment of democracy.
0: Veteran Etc. invites you to join us again with your host, Mike Kim, every Sunday. If the content from this podcast is informative to you, please share the podcast with others. Give a like and or post something you learned from the episode on social media. If interested in other truly informative podcasts like Veteran Etc., check out cominghomewell.com for a listing of other veteran-based podcasts. Thank you for tuning in.